thank you both. We have time for a few quick questions. Uh, and uh, in fact, a lot of thoughts have been raised uh, connecting these two topics. So there are some worries. First, does, is it a fact, uh, wonders Peter Falk, whether bringing manufacturing back to the cities would actually drain jobs from the countryside, is that, or for smaller communities? Is that where the jobs are currently? We have so many unemployed um, people in cities that I don't think it would impact, uh, it wouldn't make a drain from mm. small towns. Um, but what, because what we're seeing is this need for different kinds of education. Um, the, we have all these skilled workers, like all the people in this room, but what about the middle skilled? What about the people who don't get a college education? And how can they um, be trained in manufacturing and thus um, have, have jobs that pay a decent wage. I think that's one of the, the big issues. And, and on that note, uh, what, do, what kinds of jobs do you think it would be realistic for a place of time, times to maintain? And I mean, I see like the prison industrial complex is mm -hmm. one answer, but let's yes. just say that's not the long-term plan, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot with my folks back home, and I think that we have to build the resources and services that people actually need. It's one of the reasons that we're starting with community markets. It's a farming area, but to get fresh produce, you actually have to drive 30 miles, and that doesn't make any sense to me. And there are tons of people who have all these different crafts. They sew or they have, do gardening, and so creating a market where we can stimulate commerce right there is really important. And we also are looking into co-ops. Um, I know a number of the people in the area used to sew, and they were, um, there used to be a sewing factory that was there trying to figure out if there's a way to bring back some of the lost industries, similar mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. that Nina is looking at, right back there to the communities and make sure that they're the ones that are actually in control of those processes. Yeah, and, and what's really interesting about this is that so many um, kind of entrepreneurs are looking to, let's say, developing nations in Africa or India to help them start their weaving practices again. Um, we could do it right in America with small towns um, looking at, at a potential, this idea of the neo-cottage industry could, could come back again and people could, could make things in their home as, as a kind of local outsourcing um, to, to larger companies. So implicit in both of your talks is a kind of critique of consumerism and of the, of the kinds of products that are mass marketed somewhere and mm -hmm. transported uh, enormous dis distances. So, but what, I, what it also means in practice, and certainly if we look at some of the many small crafty businesses in, in this city, they make great stuff, but right. it is quite expensive. Right. So there is also this shift where the individual product will probably be more expensive, and, and we're going to use, we're looking at more labor-intensive methods to produce things that will live for a longer time. And, and that shift needs to be, in, that's a big cultural shift that needs to be in sync with what you guys are, are it, aiming for. So how are we doing on that? Right, it takes a long time. I mean, you know, the lines uh, for sales at, at major, you know, U.S. conglomerate uh, clothing stores, you know, go around the block, and people can be protesting you know, don't buy these products, they're made by slave labor in China, and, and people will still buy the cheap products. So it really is a mind shift, but I think this idea of people wanting authenticity, they want to know where things are come from, they want to know that it's not made by, you know, labor that's poorly treated, like Foxconn, um, I think that this kind of shift might make this new awareness in, in who makes our stuff, right? Yeah.
But what if you're, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited by Techio. It's because the capital is the work. You remove that mediation of money. So if we can find ways also to support communities by removing the consumption aspect of it, that's a big part of it, right? That, that's a, a pretty enormous revolution yeah, in itself. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Gonsoldi would like to know uh, on the topic of the vertical urban factory, and I think in relationship to, to the talks we heard this morning, mm -hmm. if you have these integrated buildings uh, where the jobs are physically in the buildings, how do you prevent people, how do you prevent the, the, the work from becoming sort of conceptually and actually the center of human, of, of, of people's lives? Oh, well, I think. Um, it can be more easily separated because the machinery can't run all night. Oh, and <laughs> I think that people will need that physical break. Um, it's much more manual labor. And I think that they will go home. I am actually not promoting that the same, it's not like one it's idea is let's have people. a vertical company town, right? The historic company towns and let's put uh, Unilever in the same building um, with their workers. I'm not really talking about that and the idea of the utopian community from the 19th century. I am thinking that it would be different workers not with their factory in, this, in the same building. I have noticed that in Silicon Valley it's become very fashionable to sort of reinvent feudalism by like oh, right. exactly. building these, these ideal communities for, for the workers of your company. And a lot of big tech uh, companies are doing that. And I think they should read more history. <laughs> but, but I mean, at the same time, and a lot of these, of, these, of, of these small towns that are having all these problems used to be company towns originally. Right. There was exactly. one industry. And I guess a lot of them would be super happy if a company would come back. So, so how, I mean, how do you feel about company towns? Is it yeah. as negative? I think it's horrible. I think one of the reasons that we have so much devastation is because every time one of these industries leave, the communities are worse off, right? So we went from shipping in my town to manufacturing to where people were just hoping for a prison that, I have to tell you, was actually shut down. It, um, it had massive human rights violations, and people wanted to keep it open for jobs. Like, I don't think that this is the answer at all. I think we have to figure out how to put the decision-making and the power in the hands of the community. That is fantastic. Thank you very much yeah. to both of you. Erin Malone you. and Nina Rappaport. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.